Hey everybody, welcome on in. This is the Ramblin' Rabbi. Thank you for joining. Happy Independence Day weekend, the holiday of freedom for the United States of America. We will talk about that in a little bit. We've got a lot coming up on our podcast today, talking about Maya Moore, LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, the NFL, MLB preview of the NL and AL Central Divisions, and a little thought for the week to close things out. So I hope you will stick around, stay a while. As always, appreciate the feedback, and let's get into it. Let's start off with the NBA and WNBA. Not sure how many of you have seen or been following this story, but Maya Moore who is just an unbelievable player in the WNBA, a really, really great basketball player, decided to take a year off from her career, which is a very big deal because she is in the apex of her athletic career. She's right there where she can continue to win MVPs, championships, you name it, and putting her career on hold with the Minnesota Lynx and helped this man who was serving 22 years for a crime he didn't commit, Jonathan Irons, and really helped to gain awareness on this scenario, on this unfortunate injustice, and really helped put the pressure on and helped with funding and anything else that she could with this man's court case. And ultimately helped overturn a conviction that was definitely suspect to say the least and helped get this guy out of prison, which was just amazing for so many reasons. First of all, I love the fact that this is an athlete, a superstar in her own right, taking time off from what she loves most, how she's going to be making her money for the most part, and taking a year off. I mean, that's a really big deal for something that she truly and firmly believed in and was more important than any sport or anything else and truly winning this man's freedom. That is to be commended. There should be more on that. That should be what is all over the news. That's something that we should be celebrating on July 4th, the freedom to be able to make those things happen And that we should continue the conversation on making sure that justice, which is something that this country was founded on, the idea of equality, all men, or all humans, we should say, are created equal. That's something that we should be focusing on big time uh, with this weekend. And I think when you contrast the way that Maya Moore takes her platform and puts it to work in actionable items, going and literally helping secure the freedom of a man who was imprisoned for 22 years for a crime he didn't commit. That is awesome. When you contrast that with LeBron James, who in this case is LeRong James, who posts on Instagram about how it's a sham to be celebrating July 4th, that's a travesty. Again, here is an opportunity for one of the most recognizable faces on the planet to put things in a positive light, to give it a positive spin, to move the conversation and the things that need to happen forward and stop focusing on solely the negative. That's really, really important because the more that you shine a light 
on a specific area, that's what's going to become the reality. So if we do not want to have all of the issues that we're having, specifically with the black community feeling the heat of injustice and feeling the racial inequality and all of the racism that is going on, then put that issue into a positive light. That means that we're not saying to say those problems don't exist, but rather how do we find a solution to move forward? Darius Leonard from the Indianapolis Colts had a really great post about that saying, the point is here, we need y'all's help. Just like a person who is imprisoned cannot free themselves, they need help from somebody who isn't in shackles, who isn't imprisoned. Same thing in this scenario. In order for there to be change and in order for there to be something that will push the needle in the right direction and help make a permanent change for good reasons, there needs to be help. So instead of just saying how everybody is bad and there's so much terrible uh, going on in this country, how about you focus on the fact that because we're in this country, which again, was founded with the premise and base of all people being created equal, that that should become the focus. And in cases where there is inequality, let's get back to what July 4th is really all about. Let's get back to understanding the true definition of equality. That's what should be put forward by someone like LeBron James. And it's just really disheartening. And it's quite frankly, very frustrating to see guys continuing to push a narrative based on a negative mindset and just shining a spotlight on only the things that are negative. Make a difference through the positive lens. It'll have a much more lasting impact and it won't be dividing. I think that is something that has to be done and Maya Moore is to be commended for what she did. And there are other athletes who are doing the same thing and I really, I appreciate that. They're making a stand in the right way by doing it in a positive manner and making a difference with actionable items. I mean, she took off a year to make this her mission to help Jonathan Irons uh, go free. And that is, that's just awesome. Um, I was so impressed to see that. And I'm sure anybody who was following this story was just as equally impressed. Continuing in on athletes and making statements, etc. Colin Kaepernick docu-series. I don't understand why this is happening. Why are we making a docu-series for Kaepernick? There are thousands of athletes who have had to deal with different scenarios in their life, whether they be black or white, purple, green, red, or blue. There have been so many different uh, athletes superstars, celebrities, etc., who have had to go through so much adversity that has shaped the way that they are. Why is Colin Kaepernick getting a docuseries? Again, let's be honest here. Even if you want to play the racist card, Colin Kaepernick would be on a team if he was going to help the team win. There's no question about it. If it's going to make dollars and bring in uh, money because they're going to win with him, he'd be on a team. The fact is, he did not have a good showing when he set it up his way to have a quote-unquote little mini-camp, if you will, and throwing uh, to different receivers, running routes, etc. He wasn't good. Let's move past that. I think we've got to move past that. 
I don't know why he's getting a docuseries. I'd be more interested in seeing a docuseries on somebody like another one on Jackie Robinson or some other uh, African-American who has made a huge impact in sports and in racial, um, you know, in, in, in the area of race that was a great player. Has Colin Kaepernick done some good? Yeah, I guess he has done some good, but I can't say he has done very much good, to say the least. And he wasn't a very good uh, player for the last couple of years, and that's why he was out of the league. He had a couple of great years. He led the 49ers to a Super Bowl appearance, but he never took the next step after that. And let's just give that up. He's not good, and that's okay. That's okay, because there are many other players in many different leagues who have gone through probably even more of a difficult life and had many scenarios which helped shape their view and helped shape what they did and how they do it. Take, for example, Ladanian Tomlinson. I mean, his Hall of Fame speech still rings true today of how we need to move forward and affect change and be leaders. That's somebody we could make a docuseries on, if you will. And Underlying all of this, I think it goes back to one of the first things I said when we just started this podcast, was we're going to see an influx of players making um, documentaries or docuseries, etc. After we saw The Last Dance, I think it really um, flipped the switch, if you will, for how players want their story to be told on their terms, and I think we're going to see a lot more of it. So just get ready, folks, because it's going to be coming down the chute. I think pretty fast and furious in the next uh, several years, we're going to see a lot of those. Keeping in the NFL, the NFL has said that they're going to be playing a black anthem before week one. I don't know if that's going to continue for every week. Listen, I get it. There needs to be a light that is focused and shown on the issue at hand that has uh, really boiled over in the last couple of months. I just don't know where you begin and where you end. Is playing the black anthem the solution? Is it part of a solution? I'm not even sure. I don't even know why we play a national anthem to begin with before sporting events. I just don't understand that. We, we don't do it before we open up uh, schools. We don't do it before uh, all other kinds of big gatherings. We don't do it before uh, concerts. It's not mandatory, so the whole idea of having anthems before sports should probably be revisited. Sports was a place for everyone to leave politics and problems behind and just get behind your team and root for your team. It was a great distraction. We all enjoy it, and we should get back to that, where sports is about what's going on on the hardwood, on the gridiron, the baseball diamond, etc., and leave it there. Players should be able to express themselves. Leagues should be behind their players and try to help as best they can. But implementing a black anthem, I'm not so sure on that. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. I just don't know how how great of an idea that really is. I, I actually don't know how much that's going to help further a solution. Um, I almost feel like this is a band-aid at best. And it's definitely just a very, very small temporary thing. And... I'm not so keen on that being done. The Washington Redskins are, have been put under tremendous pressure to put their name to bed. 
and Redskins should uh, be gone and come up with a new name. Of course, this has actually been a problem for a long time, meaning this is not a scenario where, oh, we see that there are problems in America, now's our chance to jump on the bandwagon. The Washington Redskins have had fights against that name for a long, long time. And it is a derogatory term. And I am uh, totally on board with changing that name. There are many other names that they can choose. And I hope that situation gets taken care of quickly. Plus, for the owner side and the NFL side, changing the name would mean they're going to be making a lot of money, a lot, on brand new merchandise because all of the things are going to be new and their whole fan base, etc. And the casual fans are all going to be buying that. So they're also in it to make some money. And um, that could be a win-win for both sides. The Cleveland Indians have talked about changing up their name. That to me is going far. I Again, maybe I, I shouldn't be talking about it because I am not a Native American. But to me, Indian is not a derogatory um, term. It's uh, very generic. In other words, it's not using a certain phrase to refer to a certain kind of people, such as, I'm not going to say it on the air, of course, God forbid, you know, like the N-word or Redskin or Wetback or any of those things which are totally a derogatory um, phrase to use about a certain kind of person. Indian is not that. So to me, I think that's already going far there has not been that much of a push at all against that name. If they want to go ahead and do it, listen, they've been called Indians for over 100 years. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, again, here is an opportunity to look at things in a positive light. They can be making donations to different uh, tribes and different um, reserves where uh, Native Americans live, etc., to help their plight or bring things to light for those communities. And they can be doing it with that name since there is nothing derogatory about it. You know, you have uh, other teams across the, the, the sports landscape in professional and college which use different uh, terminologies like the Florida State Seminoles, the Chicago Blackhawks in hockey have a huge Indian face on their uh, jersey. So again, I just think that we're going down uh, a slippery slope, and I think some of these cases, they're actually being used in a way of appreciation and looking at them with a certain awe of reverence, a certain strength, a warrior-type mentality, etc. I think this is something that needs to be taken care of carefully and trading very lightly because... We don't want to cancel everything, and we don't want to erase everything. Do we want to correct wrongs? Yes. Do we want to erase everything, including things that aren't wrong? No. So we really got to be careful on how we go about doing these things. Again, if you truly care, then you got to show it through everything that you're doing. Meaning, if we care about justice in this community, how are we going to do this in a positive way? You know, I've heard, just to give one more thought on the uh, NBA and their equality with LeBron James specifically, none of them say anything about China, nothing. And after China is, you know, cracking down on Hong Kong, etc., there was a lot of things. Why aren't they saying anything? Why aren't all the players getting behind them? It's because they're getting money from China and they're not going to say anything uh, about somebody who's paying their bills. And uh, if you remember a couple of years ago, LeBron 
got on uh, Daryl Morey of the Houston Rockets for speaking about that and saying that he wasn't educated on that, that uh, Daryl wasn't educated on the issues going on there in China. Well, I can see both sides of the story. I will say I don't know if that is his right or I shouldn't say right. It's LeBron's right to decide what he wants to do and what not to do, what he wants to say and what not to say. Is it his responsibility to comment on every single injustice? No, it's not. What speaks to him most is what goes on in his community personally. That's the black community, and that's where he's focusing his efforts. Like I said, I wish he would put it with a positive spin to help push it towards a solution, but does he have to say something on China? I don't know. I think that's up for debate, and I would say, no, I don't think he has to. And if he doesn't, does that make him a hypocrite? No, I don't think that makes him a hypocrite either. He can keep what he wants to himself. He can decide to share what he wants to share. Um, Everybody can make their own decisions. All right. Yes, I said I was bringing the heat today, and I wasn't joking. Let's take a look at the MLB, uh, NL, and AL Central Divisions. And let's take a look at what we think is going to be happening uh, this season. Again, it's only 60 games, so, um, you know, there's a lot that can happen in a very short period of time. So, you you know, especially with these two divisions, I think these actually might be poised to be the hottest divisions in the AL and NL. Let's take a look at the NL Central with the Reds, Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers. Let's start with the Reds. The Reds made a lot of changes, and they're... I don't know if they're going to win the division, but they're definitely going to be fun to watch. And they're going to be competitive if everybody stays healthy. They've got Nick Castellanos, Mike Moustakas, Wade Miley. They signed also this Japanese star, Shogo Akiyama. So it really looks like they're going for it. And um, I think they can be a very good team. Of course, don't forget Trevor Bauer um, going there as well and uh, coming from the Indians. I really think that this team has a good chance. They're definitely going to contend for the NL Central. I don't know yet if I would say they're going to be the team to beat in the NL Central. They're definitely not going to be a punching line anymore. The punchline anymore. They're going to be a good team. The Brewers. Christian Yellick, if he had not hurt himself, probably would have beat out my Corey Seager from the Dodgers for NL MVP. He has just been amazing. I mean, wow. Just a wow factor for that team. Um, I think he's going to be 100% this year, and they have a, a pretty strong team. Um, I, I do think here, um, you know, a couple of offseason moves that they brought can help, uh, like Avisel Garcia, um, Omar Narvaez, Lorenzo Cain. They've got players. They've picked up some players, and, um, you know, I think I think they could do some damage. Of course, they've got Hayter, who's got quite a uh, an arm. I don't know if he'll be able to correct some of the issues he had in the second half of the season. But if he stays healthy, this team stays healthy, this team is going to be, in my opinion, the team that wins the NL Central. Let's take a look at the Chicago Cubs. Maybe the best part was bringing in a new manager, David Ross. I loved this guy when he played for the team. He really helped as the catcher, really be the anchor for the for the Cubs as they won a World Series. They've kept Chris Bryant. Does he stay healthy? Get back to talking uh, MVP status there. Does he get into the conversation? And this team's pitching rotation, at least starting pitching, if healthy, 
is really good. They will contend. I think uh, it's going to be the Brewers and the Cubs for the NL Central um, as far as who's going to win the division. But just look at the pitching rotation that the Chicago Cubs have. They've got um, you Darvish, who had a really good second half of the season. They've got Kyle Hendricks, who quietly is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Can Lester continue to push off his age decline? Craig Kimbrell, um, a very good pitcher. So this team has a, has a really good pitching staff. Can David Ross put all the pieces together and help them take the crown? We will see, but this is going to be an interesting team. Let's look at the St. Louis Cardinals. You can never count out the Cardinals. They're almost like, you know, the Patriots or uh, the Steelers in football. Like, you just know that they're going to find a way to make the postseason. Well, the Cardinals are that in baseball. They're a really good team. They've got some great older players, Matt Carpenter. They've got Paul Goldschmidt. They've got Adam Wainwright, who is a great pitcher. Uh, If Yachty stays healthy behind the plate and... um, can keep up a decent batting average. This team can always, always make a run. I don't think they're going to win the division this year, but they will definitely make it interesting. So I've got the Brewers, the Cubs, and yes, I think I'm going to put the Reds over the Cardinals, and um, that is what I think is going to happen in the NL Central. In the AL Central, this might be the most fun division in baseball. The Twins came out of nowhere last year, hitting more home runs than any team in MLB history. They had five players hit the 30 home run mark, another MLB record. And then they picked up another guy who has just been a bopper, Josh Donaldson. So this team has a monster lineup, dangerous one through nine. They've also picked up some pitchers who are really good, Kenta Maeda from the Dodgers as well as Rich Hill and Homer Bailey. So this is a team that won over 100 games last year, to retooled their pitching staff and added to a very deep lineup. This is going to be amazing. Uh, the Twins are going to have a great season should everyone stay healthy. The, that is for Minnesota. Let's take a look at the uh, Chicago White Sox. Also, this team built up like crazy in the offseason, uh, really picking up some you know, great pieces to work with what they have already uh, in in uh, in Chicago. So you've got a couple of um, prospects that are going to be in there as well as some great guys like Edwin Encarnacion, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu. They picked up Dallas, Dallas Keuchel. Um, they've got Nomar Mazzara. This team has a really good uh, hitting Team, I don't know yet about the pitching. They do have a really good prospect. His name is is um, is skipping my head. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. But this team has a very good um, hitting staff. We'll see if that can go along with maybe a decent pitching staff to be uh, a contender in the AL Central. The Indians didn't do that much. Um, but we will see what happens this year. Again, they still have Lindor. They did get rid of Corey Kluber. Um, but I do think that this team will be decent. I think that uh, Minnesota is going to win the AL Central. And then I would put Chicago right behind them. I would put Cleveland in number three. And then the joke of the league, which is the Detroit White, the Detroit Tigers, Man, at least they get Miggy coming back. Miguel Cabrera is going to turn in another year for the Tiger fans. 
So at least you get to see that. And um, we'll see how that's going to work. Kansas City, the Kansas City Royals, only a couple years ago won the World Series. It feels like forever ago. Um, Best case scenario, these guys who had a pretty good second half of the season um, stay that way. Guys like Adalberto Mondesi, Jorge Soler, Hunter Dozier, Salvador Perez. We'll see what happens with this team. Um, I'll put them at at uh, just above the Detroit Tigers. So we've got for the AL Central, Minnesota, then the White Sox, then the Indians, Royals, and Tigers. And that sums up our preview for the MLB, NL Central, and AL Central. Just a thought for the week to wrap things up. There was a man, his name was Pinchas, and he stood up for what's right in the Jewish camp, even though some of the leaders of the Jewish people at that time were sinning terribly. And he took it upon himself, even though he risked his life to call out the immorality, to call out what was wrong, and that ultimately made the difference and turned the tide, stopped the plague that the Jewish people were suffering due to this uh, immorality and idol worship that they were doing. The lesson is very simple. Don't stand idly by. You see something that's wrong. You see something immoral. You see evil happening. Do something about it. Speak up. Act up. Do something to change that. We can all be that Pinchas person. We can be the one who says, no, the buck stops here. I will not just be a silent uh, bystander. I'm going to be an active participant in making a change to do what's right, to stand up for what's right, no matter how strong the pressure may be. I'm going to do it. Be like Maya Moore, the modern-day Pinchas, and I wish you all a great week.